98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top story is the government says more than a million people have now signed up for free mass COVID-19 tests. The Secretary for Justice joins the debate over the separation of powers in Hong Kong and the Education Secretary says the government will consider resuming full-day classes after the infection risks of eating together fall. The government says that more than a million people have signed up for free COVID-19 tests under the voluntary scheme. Wendy Wong has more. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nib, wrote on his Facebook page that the number of people who've booked tests topped 1 million as of 11.30am. He said the public could now make appointments for tests scheduled from next Tuesday to Friday. The government announced yesterday that the scheme would be extended for four days until next Friday. Mr Nip thanked people who've joined the scheme and the staff working at sample collection centres across the city for helping to detect silent carriers of the coronavirus in the community. Speaking on a radio programme, the Secretary for Innovation and Technology, Alfred Sitt, said the authorities have received 160 complaints about their personal information being used by others to register for the tests. However, Mr. Sitt said some of those involved family members unknowingly helping each other register, although more than 90 cases have been referred to the police. He added that the government will distribute another recyclable face mask to every Hong Konger in the next two weeks, ahead of another wave of infections expected in winter. The Education Secretary, Kevin Young, says the authorities will consider letting schools resume full-day classes when the infection risks of eating together are lower. The government had already announced the phased resumption of classes in schools from the 23rd of this month, but schools will only run half days to prevent children from gathering for lunch. He said the arrangements could be further relaxed if the coronavirus situation continues to improve. Justice Secretary Theresa Cheng has become the latest top official to wade into the row over whether there's a separation of powers in Hong Kong, saying the system here is clearly based on an executive-led structure. Richard Pine has details. The Justice Chief Theresa Cheng took to her official blog to explain Hong Kong's constitutional order, noting there had been extensive discussions in the past week over the SAR's political structure. The Education Secretary, Kevin Young, first made the assertion that Hong Kong has no separation of powers while defending changes to school textbooks about the concept. And a day later, Chief Executive Carrie Lam backed up those remarks, saying there was no mention of such a thing in the basic law. However, individuals and groups such as the Bar Association have challenged those statements, saying they're inconsistent with unambiguous provisions of the city's mini-constitution. Ms. Cheng writes that the concept of separation of powers connotes different interpretations, and instead of focusing on the label, one should look at the substance of the system to avoid unnecessary disputes. She said the executive, legislature and judiciary perform their functions in a complementary way under an executive-led system in accordance with the basic law. Ms. Cheng added that concerns about judicial independence were totally unfounded, as the basic law safeguards the exercise of judicial power without interference. President Trump has said he's seen no proof that the Russian opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, was poisoned. German experts say the prominent Kremlin critic, who's in a coma after falling ill last month, was poisoned with a Soviet-era nerve agent. Here's the BBC's Naomi 
Alexei Navalny's supporters claim he was poisoned on the Kremlin's orders, which Russia denies. Germany says the chemical nerve agent used is similar to the one that almost killed a former Russian spy and his daughter in the UK two years ago. Speaking at the White House, President Trump said he had no reason to doubt Germany, but had seen no proof. He said no one has been tougher on Russia than him, but stopped short of criticising President Vladimir Putin, which has been a constant pattern throughout Mr Trump's presidency. U.S. Defense Secretary Mark Esper has insisted Donald Trump has the highest respect for the military after he was accused of calling dead American soldiers losers. Mr. Esper told journalists that the president had fought for better pay and more funding for the armed forces. The allegations were published by a magazine, The Atlantic, on Thursday. President Trump said the story was absolutely false. It was a terrible thing that somebody could say the kind of things, and especially to me, because I've done more for the military than almost anybody else. People that have given their lives in the military, to me, they're heroes. It's even hard to believe how they could do it, and I say that. It's so the level of bravery, uh, and to me, they are absolute heroes. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. His Democratic rival, however, in November's election, Joe Biden, called on Mr. Trump to say sorry to the families of military personnel. If these statements are true, the president should humbly apologize to every gold star mother and father and every blue star family that he's denigrated and insulted. Who the heck does he think he is? New research suggests at least 550 mammal species may become extinct this century unless conservation efforts are stepped up. BBC's Andy Moore reports. This research concludes that human impact explains the extinction of 96% of mammals over the past 126,000 years. Scientists have already warned that the planet is on the brink of a sixth mass extinction when one million animal and plant species could disappear. The lead author of this study, Tobias Andermann from Gothenburg University in Sweden, said there was a chance to save hundreds, if not thousands, of species with better conservation strategies. Time was pressing, he said. With every species lost, we lose a unique portion of Earth's natural history. One of the world's greatest footballers, Lionel Messi, has agreed to stay at Barcelona ten days after telling them he wanted to leave. Messi said he didn't want to drag the Spanish club, where he spent his entire career, into a legal battle. The Argentinian insisted that he should have been allowed to go for free, but Barcelona said a clause in his contract granting him that power expired in June and another team would have to pay more than 800 million US dollars to buy him. Speaking on the sports website Goal yesterday, Messi said this buyout clause was prohibitive. This is the reason why I'm going to continue at the club, because the president told me the only way to leave was to pay the contract release clause, and obviously this made leaving impossible. The British athlete Mo Farah has broken the world record for a one-hour run by completing a distance of 21,330 metres at a track meet in Brussels. BBC's Helen Wilkinson reports. He took part in a rarely run one-hour race at the Diamond League meeting in Brussels, where athletes try to cover as much distance as possible in 60 minutes. It was the first time he'd taken to the track in three years. There may have been no live audience in the stadium to see it, but he made history, 
beating the previous one-hour record set in 2007 by 45 metres and becoming the 12th athlete to hold the record. Afterwards, the 37-year-old said he felt tired, but he was very happy to show people what was possible. There was also a world record in the women's event for the Dutch athlete Safan Hassan. Golf now, and Spain's second-ranked John Ram fired a 5-under par 65 to match world number one Dustin Johnson for the lead after the opening round of the US PGA Tour Championship. Ram equaled Johnson at 13-under after 18 holes in a 30-man season-ending showdown in Atlanta for a 15 million US dollar playoff prize. Johnson, who shot 67, began on 10-under by virtue of his season points lead. Ram was next on 8-under with third-ranked American Justin Thomas on 7-under and other rivals starting up to 10 strokes adrift. Jimmy Butler has powered the Miami Heat to 115-100 victory over Milwaukee that pushed the top-seeded Bucks to the brink of elimination in the NBA playoffs. Butler scored 17 of his 30 points in the Heat's scorching fourth quarter, Miami outscoring the Bucks 40-13 in the final period to seize a 3-0 lead in the best-of-seven Eastern Conference semi-final series in the NBA's coronavirus quarantine bubble in Orlando, Florida. The Bucks, who took the best record in the league into the postseason, must now try to do what no NBA team has done before and rally from a 0-3 deficit to win a best-of-seven playoff series. And that's the news from RTHK. To this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Ramblet, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have a smorgasbord of hot new hits from the four corners of the planet with astounding transcontinental cooperations, mashups, and crossovers from Africa to the Americas, the Caribbean to Europe, and more. As always, Giovanni says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with our first uh, transcontinental cooperation going uh, and crossing the Atlantic two, three times with Juanita Iuka, spelled E-U-K-A. She was born in the Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, was raised in Argentina and is now London-based. <laughs> Juanita Iuka, she's just released her first single called Alma Seca, that's Spanish for dry soul. Uh, and it's been released on her record label and announcing a uh, upcoming album. 
She said her musical culture was embellished through her father, who traveled a lot, made her listen to a lot of songs. She's quoted as saying, We used to listen to Brazilian records together, Dominican star Juan Luis Guerra, Congolese stars like my uncle and Papa Wemba. My dad also was into pop, though so another day it might be Sinatra, Whitney Houston, Roxette, even Argentinian rock, and Guns N' Roses. So in 2016, she was asked to join the London Afrobeat Collective, and she was one of the backup bands there, uh, and featured on their 2019 album, Humans, that I played, actually, on the show. And uh, now gone solo, she's starting off with this track, Alma Seca. So let's have a listen to Juanita Euka. Sajé de tus sueños 